Sefer Devarim, Parshat Devarim on the stories we tell. Four-fifths of the way through the Torah, we've made it almost all the way to the land of Israel, with Moshe and the Israelites on just the other side of the Jordan River. The Torah, however, is not by any means done. Here we begin the book of Deuteronomy, the second law in Greek, or as we call it in Hebrew, Devarim, based on the book's first sentence. These are the words, Devarim that Moses addressed to all Israel on the other side of the Jordan. In the first Torah, we read an account narrated from the outside in the third person. We hear that God created and Sarah laughed and Moses spoke. But now the the book of Deuteronomy is told from Moshe's point of view in the form of speeches that Moshe gives to the Israelites. Here Moshe retells the Torah, beginning a long tradition of Jewish telling and retelling of stories. This is, of course, a universal human phenomenon, but it's one that the Jews have nearly perfected over the millennia. We know this best from our annual retelling of the Exodus from Egypt via the Haggadah. And there's a reason this ritual is so precious to us. In 2015, columnist David Brooks wrote in the New York Times, once people start speaking to each other and telling stories to each other, they generate alternate worlds. A story isn't an argument or a collection of data. It contains multiple meanings that can be discussed, questions and re- questioned and reinterpreted. Storytelling becomes central to conquering fear. It's a way of naming and making sense of fear and imagining different routes out. Storytellers expand the consciousness, waken the sleeping self, and give the hearers the words and motifs to use for themselves. Jews tell the story of the Exodus each generation to understand the fears they felt at that moment. Stories create new ways of seeing, which lead to new ways of feeling and thinking. Even in that first Torah, in the book of Exodus, God shows us that the initial iteration of the story is not the end. We are commanded, and you shall explain to your child on that day. It, the Passover celebration, is because of what the Lord did for me when I went out free from Egypt. The vital importance of retelling our stories was well understood by Rebbe Nachman, who to this day is considered a master storyteller himself, and who recognized from the beginning of Deuteronomy exactly what Moshe was doing. Rebbe Nachman is recorded as teaching. The words spoken by a great tzaddik contain all the words needed by the whole of Israel. They also include what is needed by every single Jew. It's written, these are the words that Moshe spoke to all Israel. The words spoken by Moses contained everything for all Israel, all that every single Jew would ever need. And Rabbi Jonathan Sachs of Blessed Memory, in a similar vein, taught, Storytelling is the great vehicle of moral education. It was the Torah's insight that a people who told their children the story of freedom and its responsibilities would stay free for as long as humankind lives and breathes and hopes. Stories we see enable us to convey truth beyond axioms, beyond basic truths to be quickly accepted and internalized. There's a reason the Torah in Greek is usually ungenerously translated as law. Deuteronomy, nomos, is in fact not a book of rules, but a book of stories that show us how to live. This was a massive insight that the Jews got to offer the world, 
now our shared stories are a tradition that we all get to live out together with our personal retellings and our collective ones. The author Bruce Feiler has said, there's this forgotten academic term I love, which is co-narration. It's teaching us the value of telling a story together. If you turn the story of Abraham, his near sacrifice of Isaac, what was the weather like? Where were they going? What do you mean that there was a ram? Who put the ram there? But it's in fact those lacuna, which is the technical term for it. But those gaps in the story allow us to co-narrate the story and allow us to retell it and bring it to life every year. We are not just told at Pesach to read the story. We are told to relive the story. That is a massive difference. We are told to treat the stranger well because we were strangers once in the land with no hope. So we are invited to be co-narrators, which is what helps that story survive. Part of the beauty of it all, our experience as a people shows us, is the fact that we never have the finished version of the story. We just get to each to contribute our own layer in each generation. In an academic article on the power of, power of Hasidic stories, Rabbi Levi Cooper wrote, the power of the Hasidic story to move hearts is appreciated across the broad gamut. Academics study the phenomenon. Hasidim attempt to perpetuate it. And neo-Hasidim seek to relive and revive its glory. A tale that tells the story of the first century of Hasidism chance to live, to grow, and to evolve for a, se a second hundred years through the 20th century. The fate of the tale as it enters its third century remains a story that will unfold as it continues to be reworked and retold in new adaptations. The final chapter in the tale of this Hasidic tale may always remain to be told. The journey of the Jewish people from Moses up through now has been about learning to be storytellers for ourselves our families, and our people. Through the Jewish tradition, we learn to participate in the collective retelling of our stories. And by exercising that muscle of empathy, we become more equipped to truly listen to the stories of those we otherwise wouldn't relate to. We learn to be proud of our own narratives while making space for the narratives of others. We learn from this process that stories are not just creative, but also reflective. The Torah easily could have ended shortly after Sefer Bamidbar. We got to the promised land, the end. But in retelling the story, we learn many new mitzvot, and we relearn things we thought we previously knew, the Ten Commandments, we see are repeated in this book a little differently. And even after the Torah, the story is not over. The Tanakh continues with the book of Joshua, and we continue to read the five books of Moses in an annual cycle that never ends. Further, we get many, many more stories in the Talmud, and we fill in the gaps in the Bible with the Midrash. The Zohar, too, is not a series of context-free teachings, but a story of traveling rabbis in the Galilee. From the book of Deuteronomy, we learn that there is something empowering about the way we each get to be like Moshe. Each of us is tasked with finding our own way to tell the already told story. Yes, there's authenticity in the older narratives, but the story is not alive unless we continue retelling it ourselves. The Torah we see is not a dead document, but a tree of life. Shabbat Shalom.